0: praise the lord Amen. glory to god you may be sitting in god's presence father we honor you tonight we give you praise for this awesome privilege to sit around the table of your word thank you father because the entrance of the word brings light understanding to the simple and faith comes by hearing hearing by the word holy spirit has an anointed every ear to hear a word today every heart to receive Lord, let your word come for the simplicity, the clarity, but with power. Thank you, Father, for the blessings in your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you here? Okay, are you ready for the word? Are you ready for the word? Okay, let's, let's dig in. Let's boogie. Let's go. I'm going to be talking tonight about honor enhancers. I'm going to be teaching about honor enhancers. Five principles that will help you enhance honor in your life five principles or some people might say five laws i mean five principles okay let me let me start by saying something I, i said something yesterday that the day you got born again you came into honor you became a son of god amen you came into royalty you came into kingship you came into god literally speaking amen so actually when god made man god made man like himself that was honor god took a a pile of clay molded it together and breathed into it and it became a living soul wow that's honor god literally put himself into a into a a lump of clay and he came alive amen and god gave man dominion i said all that yesterday he gave us dominion the right to excite power he told us to multiply replenish the earth. Subdue it, which means that from very beginning, in Adam, in natural man, the ability to subdue the devil is in natural man. Amen. And when Christ came and died for our sins and all that, all that we lost in Adam, we got restored back in Christ and much more. Amen. You know, Adam never had the tree of life. You know that, right? He never had the tree of life. He had the tree of good and evil, but not the tree of life. But the Bible tells us that we who are born again, we have everlasting life. That means we partake of the tree of life amen we have the life of god in us Zoe, adam didn't have that so that means that we are in a better place than adam amen are you hearing me are you hearing me okay also the bible tells us that when we got born again we automatically are seated at the right hand of god automatically you're seated at the right hand of god amen and that's a very special place to sit at the right hand of god of authority of the king of kings and lord of lords and to also be that lord but the bible says king of kings is not king of presidents it's king of us amen lord of lords it's us Is talking about hallelujah so even god calls you a king Everybody, the bible said you're a royal priesthood the word royal there means king so you've come into honor just by being born again let me say this to you that truth that reality is for every single believer it's not for pastors or evangelists or popes or bishops. It's for every single believer. It doesn't matter what your natural circumstance may be or where you came from, or where you are today. Once you are in Christ, you have come into that place of honor, divine dignity, divine glory. That's who you are. Amen. And we saw several words in the Greek and the Hebrew that speak of honor. I just want to remind you of that. That's where you are. Whenever you live your life, you walk even out after after camp kind of meeting, you've got to constantly live in that consciousness, walk in that consciousness of that's who I am. The Bible says also you are joint as with Christ and so much more. Okay? But let me say this: in order to walk in these realities, there are certain principles that we must embrace. To walk in those realities, you know, when you look at the book of Galatians to the four, it tells you that, eh, that, that the that the that the air even though he's the heir, can still be a child. He's an heir. He owns all things, but he can still be a child. He can function like a servant instead of an heir. That means that there's spiritual reality of what Christ has done. We have positional realities. they are truths. These are everlasting eternal truths. But the fact that they are truth does not mean you are enjoying them. For example, if I buy a car and I give you the keys, you can choose to walk from here to Enugu if you want to walk. Okay, just to do that. As the keys are yours, the car is yours, but it's your choice. We you might say, I don't know how to use. I remember some time ago, I bought my mother. Um, is she watching? She, okay. <laughs> I bought my mother a phone, it's you know, a smartphone. And my mother took it. I don't know how this works. My sister came and took it from her. I bought a second phone, my brother came and took it. The thought I said, Mom, if they take this one, I'm not buying another one from you. And then she had to now learn how to use it. Those two phones were hers. As much as a third form, but the difference was that she did not know how to use it. She never gave herself the patience to sit down and learn how to use it, and therefore she never enjoyed it, even though they were hers. Okay, even though they belong to her. That's what it is with us. We have come into this place of honor, into this place of distinction in God. But then many of us we live short of that place. We don't live, we don't live in the light of that and we need to go back and kind of look at some things, some principles that, that will help us to, to walk in them and enhance that place of honor that we have I'll say, number one, I'll say this let, let, let's, let's go, let's look at the scripture, Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 19 glory to God 2 Corinthians 1 verse 19 go read through verse 23 the first point I'll say is, there are five of them first one I'll say is this, reject anything that makes you tolerate Less than Christ died for. Yeah. Anything that makes you tolerate less than Christ died for reject it. Watch out for so-called doctrines. There are so-called doctrines, you know, people who put on a you know, people who dress up and look like they are ministers and maybe put on a cross or maybe not put on a cross, sometimes sometimes wear a cross, it doesn't matter. But people who function and, and the they, they they begin to postulate some doctrines that are not that will make you feel less than you are in Christ, that make you look less than you are in Christ. You need to reject them. I'll give you a story before we get a look at the scripture. Some years back, I went to a service. A guy was set up a church recently in my neighborhood where I lived in Lagos, and I took a friend of mine. and I said, "Let's go check this guy out." Went there, and the guy was was talking about, you know, when when his when his wife brings food, he has to pray and bind to eat the food. Oh my goodness. I, I, your wife brings food to you and you have to bind. <laughs> I felt very uncomfortable. They began to talk about they had a, a maid who would go to the market and demonize the meat and all. I, I just I said, Look, I said, Moses, let's get out of here. We left there immediately because I'm not going to tolerate any doctrine that will make me walk in fear. I'm not going to tolerate any doctrine that will make me look at my wife and look at her and think she's an agent of the devil that I have to start binding before I eat my food. I'm not going to do that. So anything, any doctrine that somebody postulates that makes you less than what Christ did, less than who you are in Christ, you need to reject it. Because who you are in Christ is a place of honor. Okay, look, look at the scripture. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, was preached among you by us. Even by me, uh, Silas and Timothy, was not ye and nay, but the him was ye now, this is very interesting, people say this that uh, when you pray to God, God can say yes God can say no, God can say wait a bit that is a doctrine that makes you look less than less than, are you hearing me when that doctrine says when you pray to God uh, God can say yes, ha God can say no, ha! God can say wait a bit ha listen, I gave the American version that when, when we <laughs> when we do all that hooping you know what I'm saying, that's what we do in America when we do all that hooping you might, you might hear the keyboard <laughs> when they are hooping, it sounds powerful it sounds exciting, but listen to me it is not New Testamentally accurate Amen. Jesus when he was going at Glasgow he said, father, I thank you because you always hear me you always hear me, now look at the scripture here's the answer, look at verse 19 verse 20 sorry let's go on verse 20 look at it for the promise of god in him are yes in him are what for the king james says yeah but that means yes in him they are yes in him amen unto us by the word of god what it's saying simple english is that god says yes i say amen that's what it's saying when god says yes i say what amen means i agree that's what it means so all the promises of god are what and what do I say? Amen. I agree. So, doctrines that tell that when you pray to God, or when you, oh, God can say no to a promise of God, you need to run from those doctrines. I don't care who's preaching it, I don't care how long they seem to have been in, in, in ministry or in Christ. This scripture just tells you the answer right there. Look at the next verse, 21. Look, it's an interesting one, 21. Look at it. He who established us with, with you, established us with you in Christ, and has anointed us is God. This scripture is under one. You're anointed. It did not say you're anointed when you pray or when you fast. Can you say, Look at it. You're anointed. That means all the time. Hallelujah. You're anointed all the time. I, I, some of you are looking at me I'm speaking in tongues. It says, has anointed us. Established us with you. Has, he wrote this scripture to the Corinthian church. Not to a bunch of pastors and apostles and bishops and popes. He wrote it to regular, everyday, smuggler Christians. Garden of variety of believers. He said, you are anointed. You are anointed every time you're anointed. Every time you're anointed. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Holy Ghost dwells in you. And it's upon you. You're anointed. Therefore, walking in that consciousness is a thing of honor. So if somebody tells me that I have to do A, B, C, X, Y, Z to be anointed, I'll actually say, the Bible says about the anointed. Amen. Hallelujah. So any doctrine that makes you begin to look at yourself less than run from them, flee from them, because they are, they are honor devaluers. I need to run from them. Secondly, number two, I'm walking with time, so bear with me. Gossip, backbiting and evil speaking about anyone is not worthy of kings. I'm saying that again, gossip, backbiting and evil speaking about anyone is not worthy of kings. Hallelujah. If you look at Psalm 82, it tells you that it it tells you you are a king. I I don't want to go into Psalm 82, but if you look at it later on, you can check it out. Psalm 82 says you are a king. Okay? So when you now find yourself gossiping and backbiting, that's not what kings do. Kings don't engage in idle chatter. They don't engage in that. You know what backbiting is? Somebody who backbites you, guess where they are? They're behind you. They're backbiting you. So when you engage in backbiting, you immediately put yourself behind so I said, let's look at this scripture to kind of uh, uh, give some credence to this look, look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 16 2 Timothy two sixteen. verse hallelujah, look at it but shun profane and vain babblings for they will increase unto more ungodliness you are already godly okay, you are godly, the Bible tells us 518, you are in Christ 519 says, and all things are of God, amen and if you are of God, that means you are who, you are what godly. So engaging in chatter and stuff that is le- that it's that, that increases godliness or that produces ungodliness. Sorry, is not worthy of you. You know, it's not worthy of you. So we need to be careful that we don't engage ourselves when people want to start gossiping and speaking evil about somebody. Just excuse yourself, Exc- exclude yourself, particularly on Facebook and on, on social media, because that's one place you know trending things that trend many times are not positive. Don't engage in liking trending stuff and sharing trending stuff just to be trendy. Don't do it. You are a king. Amen. Walk right like royalty. to be different. Glory to God. Don't engage. Excuse yourself from those things. Excuse yourself from those things. Just, oh, you think you're better than us? Well, I've I, not said anything, but you said it. <laughs> are you hearing me? So I say, oh, you think you're better than us? You say, well, I, I didn't say it, but you said it. <laughs> Amen. Ah, yeah, glory to God. Number three, partner with people of value and honor. Are you hearing me? Partner with people of value and honor. People who seek to enhance their lives. There are people who are going somewhere, partner with them. People who are enhancing their own lives, who are developing themselves, partner with them. Don't partner with those who are just have no, no plans, nothing to, no plans to do better. Just coasting, just, just there, just barely living life. Don't partner with them. Don't hang out with them. Evil communication, the Bible says, corrupts good morals. Amen. That's scriptural. It's in the Bible. Evil communication corrupts good morals. He who, he who hangs out wise will be wise. That's what the Bible says. So you partner with people who are going somewhere. People who, are, who have honor. People of value. You partner with them. You hang with them and you you, you interact and fellowship with them because the Bible tells us Look at Proverbs 27, 17 Proverbs, amen Glory to God Proverbs 27, 17 Hallelujah Look at what it says there Iron sharpens iron So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend Notice that It's the countenance of his friend So if somebody is dull iron and I go around them they cannot sharpen me they can sharpen me. That means I have to choose my friends wisely. I have to choose people who are friendly, who I'm friends with wisely, Because it's when I can sharpen me, I can sharpen them. People who understand that, look, we are people of dignity and honor. Therefore, we, we, hang, we hang with each other. If you remember the story of, 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 of David and Jonathan, Jonathan saw David and saw certain values in David. I and mean, then Jonathan was like, I want to hang with this guy. Amen. Jonathan began to hang out with David even though David was not yet royalty but Jonathan saw David walking in royalty are you hearing me? Jonathan saw royal qualities in David that's why Jonathan who was royalty felt comfortable to hang out with David amen listen, if you're trying to go up hang out with people who are going up don't hang out with those who are going down some people have no plans for the future don't hang out with them otherwise they'll drag you with them I'm trying to drive to, uh, sorry, I'm trying to remember highways. I don't know highways, I don't know numbers. Yet. I'm sorry. Oh, forgive me. I, I'm thinking America. I'm sorry. I, I, forgive me. There's a highway called 95 North from where I live, okay? I live on the south side. Highway 95 North going to New York City. There's 95 South going to Miami, okay, Florida. Now, if I'm going to New York City, 95 North, and you are going 95 South of Miami, if I'll be foolish to hang out with you. Because, I'll be t- you, because you'll be driving, taking me to the wrong direction. And sometimes that's what we do. Sometimes, let me say this to you. For people who we hang out with sometimes, even family members. Ah, okay. Mm. Mm. Family members. Now, I, I love family. But you've got to be picky about who you hang out with. you got to be choosy about who you hang out with. Yeah, they'll say you are opinion, they'll say you are bourgeois, they'll say whatever you say. Well, let them say what you what you want to say. I'm just acting like Jesus. I'm acting like Jesus, okay? Now uh, let me show you this scripture, look at Mark chapter 5 I, I'll, I need to get the verse, Mark two, about verse 30 or so, Mark chapter 5 verse 30 it's the account of the, uh, of the woman who, with the issue of blood and, when, and Jairus, when, when Jesus went to Jairus' house I want to show you this, Mark chapter 5 you can help me find it, when he went when he got to Jairus' house, uh, something happened there, Mark chapter 5 uh, somebody help me out here give me a second, let me, let me put it on my bible March of the 5, about 30, they about somewhere around there. Amen? Just give me a minute. Let me, let me grab it. Let me grab it. Thank you, Jesus. Let me grab it. Okay, okay, okay. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Give me one second. Um, okay, good. Okay, now. Okay, good. Verse 39. From verse 39. From verse 39. Look at it. And when he was come in, he came to Jairus' house they were crying when he got there they were crying that the girl is dead Okay, now look at what happened when he got in there Jesus he said unto them why make you this and why all this hula balu? Okay, and weep the damsel is not dead but sleepeth the family members were crying they were mourning and weeping now Christ comes to bring good news to them news of value news of honor the girl is not dead she is living. That's honorable. That's honor. You're adding value to something. He's adding value to her. The words of Jesus adding value to the situation. Look at what they said. Look at the next verse. Look at the verse 40. And, and they laughed him to scorn. Family members. Now, Jesus is bringing good news. The girl is not dead. She's alive. He's speaking value. He's speaking worth. He's speaking an enhancement. But look at what the Bible, look at the, the, the family members, they laughed him to scorn. And look at Jesus' reaction. But when he had done what? When he had done one, he put them out. He put them out. So you got to be picky. In this walk of faith, in this walk of honor, you've got to be picky. Somebody is not in the path of enhancement. He's speaking life. He's speaking value. He's speaking enhancement. And these folks are here speaking death. What did Jesus do? He put them out. He put them out. That's are family members. He put them out. And he took out the father and mother of the damsel and it with him, Peter, James, and John. And, they, and of course, they entered into the place where the damsel was lying. And he spoke words to the girl. What I'm saying is we've got to be careful that we pick the right people. As I'm journeying in this walk of faith, as I'm journeying, I've got to make sure that I have people who are enhancements, people who are enhancers, people who are there. And that I when Jesus... Uh, 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 In in John chapter 6, Jesus began to teach and was saying, "My, my, my my, my, my flesh is meat, my blood is drink, real drink. People began to leave. He had a large congregation and they began to leave. He now turned to his disciples and said to them, where are you guys go to? He said, no, we're going. We have the word, you have the words of eternal life you see Jesus was speaking he chose 12 apostles he chose 12 of them including Judas Iscariot in case you don't know he chose 12 of them who will enhance him who will stand with him who will be there to support him valuable partners Okay, we learned about partnership earlier today. Who will work with him in team ministry. He chose them. Pastors, be careful about who you gather together to work under your work with you. Be careful that you choose people who enhance, people who will stand with, people who will add value, who will speak value to the system. Amen? So in in this walk, we got to understand that. Amen? Hallelujah? Hallelujah? Let's look at, let's jump to the next point. So we don't, we don't, we, okay, good. Got 20 minutes. Number four walking in honor is progressive walking in honor is progressive look at second corinthians 318. it's progressive it's progressive you gotta keep upgrading you gotta keep upgrading uh, keep upgrading i have I've, I've owned vehicles that I bought the the the, the, the letter model and the older model or the new one the older and you see the difference there's an upgrade with you know, enter some cars, the same vehicle, the same quote unquote uh, uh, brand. But when you enter a newer model, it feels better. There's an upgrade, it's an upgrade. You, as a believer, you've got to understand in walking honor, you got to keep upgrading. Upgrade the glory that you walked in last year should be you should be walking great glory this year and beyond. Amen. You got to keep upgrading, it's got to be intentional. intentional intentional your growth your, your your growth in glory or in, in honor has to be intentional you have to intentionally invest in it you have to invest in your okay i'm going to get into all that but look what it says there but we all, with open face that's intentionality as in a glass uh, uh, behold so as in a glass the glory of the lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the lord you see the spirit of the lord has a part to play the last part but my part is to look into the glory of the lord there's got to be an intentionality there's got to be an intentionality i'm investing in something i'm investing in something that will cause me to be enhanced in my glory there's got to be an intentionality you have to keep upgrading keep pressing the bible says the kingdom of god is pressing it's forcefully advancing anyone who's going to join must forcefully advance with it it's advancing the kingdom of god is not it's advancing your walk in glory is advancing. Okay, even in your academics, even in your in your business, in your secular pursuits, you must be someone that is pressing on. Amen. Don't be satisfied where you are today. Don't satisfy where you are right now. You must keep pressing, keep pressing. Even as a minister of the gospel, you must keep pressing because honor walking in honor is progressive. It's progressive. Second Timothy chapter four, uh, verse sixteen. So, chapter two, verse sixteen. Second Timothy two sixteen, Hallelujah, glory to God. Mm. Okay. It says that. Bo- okay, okay, let's. Well, we've already dealt with that. There's a there's in Judges twelve. Let me not open that. In Judges twelve, okay, there's a story about a man called Jephthah. Jephthah was a guy who was born into a family who was born by a prostitute through his dad. Okay, and as time began to go, his brother said, "Oh, Jephthah, you can't inherit with us. You are a child of a prostitute," and they kicked him out because you know Jewish culture and all that. They kicked him out, and the Bible says that Jephthah was kicked into a place a land called Tob. He was kicked to a place called Tob. The word Tob means good, so they kicked him out of the family, kicked him out into a place where they a bunch of vagabonds, but was a good place. And Jephthah, while he was rejected, don't forget, he was rejected, but Jephthah did not forget the value, the person he was. And the Bible says Jephthah began to lead a bunch of vagabonds, a bunch of, you know, area boys. Jephthah became their leader. He began to lead them and organize stuff. So there was something in Jephthah. Even though Jephthah was rejected in the natural and thrown into a place that it seemed like he was rejected, but it was a good place. What am I saying to you? I'm I'm, I'm speaking to somebody right now. You might be in a place where you feel rejected. You might be in a place where you feel nobody's noticing me. (laughs) But listen to me, it's a good place for you. It's a good place for you. Let me say that again. You might feel, you might feel right now that a place in your finance, in your whatever, in your social life, in your career, you might feel like you're rejected. But like Jephthah, don't look at it as a bad place. Jephthah was thrown to that place. It was called the land of Tob. That word Tob means good. So Jephthah took it on and began to develop himself, develop his leadership skills while he was there. In that place of perceived rejection, that place as it we were the back alley of the city. Jephthah saw it as an opportunity to develop his leadership skills. Jephthah began to raise a bunch of vagabonds and raise a bunch of men until they noticed him. Are you hearing me? They noticed him. So the first thing that it is when we're looking for the big man to notice us, first of all, is Jephthah. The gift of a man will make room for him. Jephthah developed his leadership skills in a rejected place. Okay, And that place was a good place for him. So maybe where you are right now, you feel rejected. I've come to give you some good gospel news tonight. It's a good place for you. It's a good place for you. It's a good place for you. You need to develop your skills. Take time to invest in yourself. That's what Jephthah did. Take time in that place of rejection. They think they rejected you, but they say God notices you. (laughs) The Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro the earth looking for you. And he's located you where you are. In that place of rejection, he locates you. It's a good place for you. Take time to invest in yourself. As you invest in yourself, those people that rejected you, they will embrace you. Because that's what we Jephthah. They came after Jephthah and they began to beg Jephthah to lead them. The same people that told Jephthah, you're not good enough. You are the son of a prostitute. Get out of here, Jephthah. You're not worthy of anything here. The same people came after Jephthah and begged him to lead them. begged him to lead them. And what did Jephthah just say? Okay, fine. Let's make a deal. And they said, we'll make a deal. Whatever you want, Jephthah will give it to you. (laughs) Amen? So you go from rejection to becoming ruler in the natural. But it doesn't happen because you fold your arms. You develop yourself. You develop yourself. In life, let me say this to you. All fingers I say are not equal. Okay? Now now listen, I'm, I'm going somewhere. We're all born into different circumstances, naturally speaking. But well, listen, we all have the same inheritance in Christ. So what I do is that instead of looking at my natural circumstance, looking at my where I come from as it were in the natural, I look at exactly where I am in Christ. I focus on that. okay? And the Bible says like a light that shines in a dark place, it will shine until the day star will shine. The day star will shine. That's what the Bible says. I take that revelation, I look onto it like a flicker of light in a dark place and meditate on it until it blows up and becomes a day star. Are you hearing me? There's another man in Joshua the Six, a man called Gideon. Gideon gideon was out threshing wheat and hiding from the people from of Samaria. And the, the angel of the Lord came and said to Gideon, Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. Gideon said, Who, who is he talking about? <laughs> God is with you. Gideon said, who, who? God is with you. If God be with us, why are we all hiding? You mighty man of valor. Gideon said, No, no, no. My family is the poorest family in town. Okay. Gideon kept giving general excuses. General excuses. And the angel said again, "Go in this thy might." See, God does not listen to your excuses. God doesn't pay attention to them. God sees you in Christ, and He will keep reminding you of that. If you read Judges six, you will see it. I wish you had time. I could have even just stayed in Judges six for this whole message because the angel kept repeating to Gideon, "You are a mighty man of valor. Have I not sent you? I'm with you. With you, I will slay all these people." Gideon was saying. He first said, "Our community." our family they said i'm the least he went from we heard we heard a, a pastor moses say um, i think it was earlier this morning that the promise of god they are personal they're not communal they are personal yes they're for the body of christ but until you embrace it for yourself it will not be real to you so gideon kept complaining about everything and then he said i'm the least in my family then he said no i'm with you with you i will slay all these people with you so it's about you seeing yourself as a person value as a person of value. And knowing that nothing can stop me. Because Christ in me. The hope of glory. Christ in me. The fullness of the glory of God. Is in me. In Christ. And when you focus on that. And build that. And, and keep understanding. I'm going from glory to glory. It might, I might not have had it all together. Now. But listen. I'm getting somewhere. I'm somewhere. Someone said. There's an phrase: You're somewhere in the future. And you look better than you look right now i'm pressing on i'm pressing on from glory to glory but it takes intentional investment intentional meditation on god's word intentional investment in your career okay i'm talking to you guys who are people who who do secular work investment taking courses doing things that will enhance you that will enhance you in your profession it's very important amen thank god for the favor of god thank god for all this but remember daniel was favored by god but daniel also had to do investments nebuchadnezzar invested in daniel took them through school and all that kind of stuff that was all part of their working together when when King when esther was being chosen as, as as queen they took her through a time of training okay to prepare her for that place amen hallelujah so we can understand that so don't just say well I, I just praying tongues enough it's not enough it's not enough it, that's great that's great don't it's not enough are you hearing me it's not enough invest in your career so if you had to go back to school go and learn go do some courses Are you hearing me? I want to be the best barber in town. Go learn some more barbering courses. Go do some more stuff. Go do it. Because the glory of God will walk through all that you're doing. God said He'll bless the work of your hands. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Okay, let's let me hit the final point. Watch your words. Watch your words. Stop speaking. I do cheap words about yourself. Watch your words. I told there's a word yesterday, the word doctor. The one dox means to speak well of. Doxology, speak well of. And the first person you have to learn to speak well of is yourself. Speaking unto yourself in Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. It's you. Start talking to yourself. Look at the mirror every day and talk to yourself. I'm giving practical tips now. Look at the mirror every day and talk to yourself. Tell yourself, I'm, I'm, look, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. Tell yourself that. Tell yourself, look, I'm the best barber in town. I'm the best. Whatever you do, say. <laughs> tell yourself that. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look at, tell yourself that. Keep speaking those words. doxology speak well of yourself. The purpose of scripture is not just that we speak scripture, scripture, uh, uh, scripture language only. Is that we take scripture language and we make it everyday lingo. Are you hearing me? Let me say that again. The purpose of scripture is not that you quote scripture, but that you make it, you make it your everyday language. You apply it to yourself. When Jesus went and looked for for 17 and 18, Jesus took the Bible. He found where it was written of Him in the book. In Hebrews, He said, "I've come in the volume of the books to do Your will." So I've got to come in the volume of the Scriptures and apply it, apply it, customize it to me, speak it about your own circumstance. I'm the best barber in town. I'm the be- keep speaking it, apply it. I just I don't want maybe there's somebody who needs to hear that's a barber. Maybe that's what I'm speaking over and over again. At the best, you need to do it. Speak it, speak it. Whatever you do, keep speaking it. Keep speaking it. Watch your words. Watch your words. Don't go after camp meeting and business does not look. Oh, things are so bad. Watch your words. Your words can be a devaluer. Your words can locate where you are in your value system. Your words can locate you. Look at Daniel 10:12. Daniel chapter 10 verse 12. I'm going to show you this. Daniel 10 12. I'm about done. Just wrapping up a couple of uh, scriptures. Just to finish up this thought. Daniel chapter 10 verse 12. Look at what it says there. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel. For from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand. And to chasten thyself before thy God. Thy words were heard. And I'm come for thy words. This was an angel talking to Daniel. The angel said from the first day you began to pray it says your words were heard but it said i'm come for your words two things when you prayed your words were heard your prayers were answered first but the angel said i am come for your words what does that mean that means that the day you prayed god released quote unquote let me use what i release the answer but then for the answer to come manifest it took the angel of the lord and it said the more you spoke the more i came the more you spoke, the more I came. The more you spoke, the more I came. I am come for your words. The Bible says in Psalm 1 verse 20, the angels harken unto the voicing of the word. The more I speak, the more the angel comes. The more I speak, the more the angel comes. So if I start speaking words of value to my business, I paralyze my angel. He can't come anymore. He stops. If I speak words that are against the, the value system of how God says about me, if I say, for example, I'm a sinner saved by grace, it's going to be a problem. Because then, I'm a sinner saved by grace. It's it's a confusion in the system. You can't be a sinner saved by grace at the same time. You can't be a dog and you're a cat at the same time. You can't be a bird and be an ant at the same time. You gotta be one or the other. If you're a a saint, you're a saint. So you say, you speak about the value system where you are. Because that's who you become. That's what you become. Amen? Amen? And that's what you're going to grow into. Amen? Hallelujah? Okay, let's look at these two scriptures and I'm I'm done. Ooh, Glory. Mm. Matthew chapter 12 verse 34 Matthew 12 34 look at this glory to God our generation of vipers how can you being evil speak good things look at this what it said there for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh Mm. when we look at this scripture we've always said the spirit and and I disagree with it Because if that's the case, then the believer will speak right all the time. Look at it. Out of the Bonus of the heart, the mouth speaker. The word heart there does not mean spirit. If it meant spirit, we'll speak right all the time. Because my spirit is full of God already. Okay? But the heart is the place of your meditation. Place of your meditation. Okay? Place where you focus on. I spend my time watching Z World. Okay? I'm going to start talking like, I don't know all those people in Z World again. I don't really watch it. You know, I've whoever. I'm gonna start talking like them, okay. The more you spend time on anything you spend time on, you put it in your focus, in your meditation. That's where your heart is. Your mouth will start speaking. If I start focusing on glorious things, okay, if I start focusing on things of glory, my heart will be so full of it. That's how we speak Now, look at this other scripture. This another scripture that we, we've, we've quoted many times, or we've looked at uh, Proverbs 23, verse 7. Proverbs 23, 7. Look at this. (laughs) Look at this one. Okay. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. The comma is put in the wrong place. You don't think with your heart. (laughs) As he thinketh. See, if you look at this, as he thinketh in his heart. No. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's what you think that goes into your heart. Is what you think that goes into your heart, your meditation. As you think, your heart is conditioned. That's what, that's, that's why, well, uh, you know, when you read the Bible, it's like King James, you put the commas there, you say, oh, but that's what I'm telling you, you think with your mind, okay? But your heart is now what determines your environment. That's what you focus on. The more I spend some time thinking, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That means as I stay in God's Word, okay, my thinking changes, my heart focus changes, my heart desires change, okay. My heart desires change. When the Bible says that God will give you the desires of your heart, for example, what does that mean? That means where my heart is, where a man's treasure is, Jesus said, that's how to be also. Where you focus on, where you invest in, that's where your mind will change and your heart will start changing and then your mouth will start speaking. It works that way. If you've not put things in there, you will not speak them out. And he said also, with the, he also said, that with the, with, he said uh, uh, by thy words you be condemned. Matthew 12, by thy words you be justified. So my words will look at me. So when you start speaking words of dishonor to about yourself, then what it means to me is that you have not been spending time putting value in yourself. So I'm going to give you an assignment as I finish up now. I'm going give you an assignment. Those was the assignment. Begin to invest in yourself. Value, value, value. Speak well. Invest. Take time to meditate. Scriptures that speak value of yourself. Not scriptures that speak about your Adam. Okay? Watch out for people that always remind you of who you were in Adam. That's who you were in Adam. You are now in Christ. Invest in Ephesians 1. Look at it. Look at it. I'm righteous my sins are forgiven by grace of myself through faith it's the gift of God I'm chosen I mean invest in those things when you invest in them your value your self worth will increase your self worth will increase I live I'm above sin okay, sin cannot have dominion over me you know because of who I am I'm the righteousness of God in Christ when you invest in those things your value your worth your perspective of self will increase and you'll find yourself easily walking in these things amen hallelujah Let's do some practice right now. Just lift up one and say, thank you, Father. Because I'm your son. I'm redeemed. Thank you, Father. I'm delivered from sickness and disease. From poverty and shame. Thank you, Father. Because things are getting better for me. I'm growing from glory to glory. I'm becoming more like Christ in my character. Thank you, Father. Because everywhere I go, I have favor with men and with you thank you father because every time i open my mouth in prayer you always hear me and for this i rejoice in jesus name god bless you thank you for listening messages are freely available visit carusoscloud.com profile slash savannah ministries for download or visit www.savannahministries.org for more information